give him a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Open up your mouth and bless his holy name. He's worthy to be praised. I'm looking for somebody who come to praise the Lord tonight. Somebody come to receive from the Lord tonight. If you didn't come to play church, make some noise in this place. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking for some radical praise. Some ridiculous praise. Some stupid praise. Come on and bless his name. <laughs> Woo! You want a crazy blessing, you got to give him some crazy praise. Oh. Ah. I hear you, I hear you. Come on, come on. You might as well praise him in advance. Bishop has already said it. Don't wait till the blessings show up. Praise him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you had to shake off all the stuff that was going on for the day in order for you to enter into what the Lord has for you tonight. You had to shake it off. Just go ahead and dust your shoulders off. Just dust them off. Come on. You got to get that stuff off you so that you can receive everything the Lord has for you. Bishop, this is a good house. I feel the anointing of the Lord already. Already in this place. <laughs> there is a word in the house for, the, for you tonight. If you can be seated, if you can, if you can, if you can, if you can. I ain't gonna stop your praise. I ain't gonna stop your praise. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't know what I've been through. Look at your other neighbors, but you don't know what I'm going to. Woo! You don't know what I've been through, but you don't know what I'm going. Woo! Uh, I'm trying.
it's already been good. Now, I don't want some of y'all to think that I'm trying to praise my way through the night because I don't have a word. I, I don't want you to think that. But what I do want you to understand is you have to create an atmosphere to receive what's going forth. You've heard the term break up the fallow ground. Uh -huh, that, for some of you who are not farmers, you don't understand that. You don't quite get that. That means you got to prepare the soil to receive the seed so that you can have a great harvest. You don't want to waste your seed. You want the seed, if you put in 100, you want 100 kernels to come up. So what you have to do is create that atmosphere within yourself. See, the enemy right now is trying to steal somebody's joy, trying to steal somebody's praise, Matter of fact, he's trying to take away your greatest ability. And that's your ability to be like God. See, your ability to be like God is when you open up your mouth and you speak something. See, God didn't do nothing when he created man. He just said, let, he just said, let light be. Light star be. He spoke it into existence. You have that same power. See, you can provoke your blessings to come before all you got to do is walk in the belief that what you say... It shall come to pass. Touch your neighbor and say, you got power and you ain't even know it. Before I get into all of that, I, I just got to say, this church has one of the best pastors. For y'all, it's the best pastor. The best pastor on this side of heaven. Bishop, I thank God for you. First lady and your son. And I know that he has great people in this church. Matter of fact, I rode with some great people over here. They Great conversation. Thank you for the stoves and for allowing all of y'all to do what you do. Bishop Crosby, First Lady Crosby, TLC, I see you in the house. These are some great men of God. You're walking amongst some of the best in the world. I'm seeing it. Look, 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 look. As he just told you, one of my um, duties and responsibilities is to help cover all the pastors for, for Bishop Long. And that ain't a few of them. That's a lot of them. That's some of them that are not even in the Father's house. I'm still assisting him with as he covered them. So you're talking about 150 or so pastors. So I see pastors all over from all over the world. So I know good pastors when I see them. Y'all need to honor them. Cherish them. Take good care of them. But I wanted to say thank you. But you know what? I couldn't do what I'm doing without Bishop Eddie Long sanctioning me and allowing me to come. And he gave the blessing right away. Matter of fact, he wanted to make sure he put something in your hands because he wanted to bless you. Because he loves and appreciates you. So on behalf of Bishop and First Lady, bless you. Amen. To all the leaders and great leaders, 
Y'all can be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to this word. I'm trying, I'm trying. But I need y'all to help me, though. Because this is a tough word. It's not tough from the standpoint of that it's going to uh, rebuke anybody. It's tough from the standpoint of the position you have to be in to receive it. When I pray and ask the Lord, the minute that he asked me, matter of fact, I shunned away from it. I said, I don't know if I can do it, Bishop. I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't know. He was like, uh, I felt the hesitation in his voice because he knew something that I didn't even know. He knew what the Lord was doing and what the Lord was speaking and the word that God was going to give me, and it's going to be just for you. Matter of fact, I'm like a mailman. I'm carrying your mail. How many of you stand at the mailbox and wait on the check sometime? Uh-huh. You, what, you looking for the mailman to show. And he come at 2 o'clock. You know exactly. Whenever you're looking for a blessing. So guess what? I'm not, the, I'm not the person who has something for you. I just got the mail that's for you. God has already delivered it. So I'm looking forward to what God is saying and has already said. Let me pray and then I'm going to move on. Father, we thank you. We honor you tonight. Lord God, I decrease that you increase in me, that you speak, Lord God, using my mouth. Use my tongue as a pen of a ready writer to write on the hearts of your people. Allow, Lord God, the impression that is made to be forever, indelible, cannot be erased. And so, Father, I thank you right now that you be glorified. Bring a revelation that creates a revolution in your people. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about what the Lord has already said. And don't take the scripture for granted that I'm going to read a scripture that you're probably very familiar with. But God always give rhema. Say rhema. See, you know what rhema is. See, this is a great house because I can say stuff that I couldn't ordinarily, ordinarily say somewhere else because you have a great bishop and pastor who breaks it down. He gives you the understanding so I can just flow. But what I'm going to need you to do is to be interactive with me. Don't just sit and look at me. You know, I want you to be interactive because when I speak, these are words that God is speaking over you and for you. Even you back in the, in, in the media booth, it's for you. Yeah, it's for you too. Even though y'all are serving in the capacity, it's for everybody who's in this place tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. See, what I've come to do is to wake up Samuel. That's what I've come to do. That's my purpose. That's my goal. That's my mission for these two days. Come to wake up Samuel. Starting at verse 1. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no widespread revelation. Say revelation. revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, that he could not see. Say so he was going blind, y'all. Uh-huh. And therefore, before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. 
And he answered and said, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you call me. And he said, I did not call you. What did he do? He says, lie down again. Say again. again. Uh-huh. And he went and lay down. I'm going to stop right there. That's just enough. I want to speak to you tonight from a title of a message called Wake Up and Don't Go Back to Sleep. Wake up and don't go back to sleep. Now, I want you to tell your neighbor, wake up and don't go back to sleep. See, see, here it is. We got to have an understanding that we're in a time and we are in a season where this text is an exception. It is a time where God is speaking to the, those who are in the body. You have to understand that there's, there's a very much this scripture applies to us. That's why the first word in this scripture says now. There's one exception within this scripture that's a little bit different. And that is, it says, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. See, see, the word of the Lord these days is not rare. There is revelation going to and fro. See, revelation, you can get the word of the Lord, you can get it on your iPad, your iPod, podcast, live stream. You can get it, you know, looking at TV. You can get it looking everywhere. But see, here's the difference. The difference is when you have a revelation, you got to know how to apply that word. And see, when you don't apply the word, then it doesn't get into effect. It doesn't work for you. That's good to have revelation. What if you knew that somebody had blessed you with a car, but, but you didn't even act on what you know? You didn't even go over to their house to get the keys, and they told you where they were. They under the rug. But you took no time to go out and go get your car. See, you had the revelation, but you didn't act on the revelation that you had. See, that's what's going on in the world today. Many times we hear revelation. We hear something that sounds good. It tickles the ears, but it doesn't prompt us to move and to go out and have action. What the enemy has been doing over time is he's been lulling us to sleep. He's been lulling the church to sleep, just like Eli was doing to Samuel. See, what woke Samuel up was some, someone, somebody spoke to his baby. See, somebody, when a pastor speaks, he's speaking to your baby. That's why you jump. That's why you leap. That's why you move, because somebody's speaking to your dreams. They're speaking to the things that God is telling you, and it comes into agreement with what God is saying. What we have to do is understand. That this is a time where there's revelation portals that are open and the heavens are open. God is dropping revelation knowledge. And the revelation knowledge can help you move into a stratosphere, into a place where you thought you could never move before. I'm talking to somebody who thought you would never own your own business. You thought you would never have your own home. You thought you would never be the president of the company that you're working for now. See, these are the things God is speaking to you, but because somebody is speaking in your ear that you can't do that, go back to sleep. You can't, you can't have, you, you, some, the doctor told you you couldn't have children, go back to sleep. See, see, you can't be a leader in tabernacle of praise. You know what you did last year, go back to sleep. See, you can't be the mayor of York or, or Rock Hill because you don't have the education. You don't have understand political science. Go back to sleep. 
When the Lord is speaking to something in your spirit, you got to learn how to move and move according to what he told you to do. Many times when he's speaking, he's speaking to tell you to wake up, to get yourself aligned in the proper atmosphere. See, what you do, you wake up and you say, the Lord told me to do this, and you go into the wrong atmosphere. And that atmosphere kills what the Lord told you to do. All you're doing is going into an old system. You're going to Eli, and Eli's just telling you to go back to sleep. That's why you got to wake up and make sure you don't go back to sleep. See, because Samuel woke up because he heard something. You ever heard something that just makes you jump? It made you leap? It made you move to a new dimension? But when you went to the system that already existed, it told you you couldn't do that. This is not necessarily a scripture that pertains just to the church. This can be either father-mother relationships. It can be cousins. It can be uncles. It can be co-workers. Any relationship that you're in, people will tell you that it couldn't be done, but that's because they ain't did it yet. Maybe God is telling you you're the first one to do it. Maybe you're the first one in your bloodline to go to college and get a PhD. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're the person that God has called you to do something great for the kingdom of God, but you can't get in an environment that's going to make you go back to sleep. Shake your neighbor and say, wake up. See, these very, see, the very things that I'm talking about, I'm talking about at a personal level. But see, when God gets you to do these things at a personal level, then he'll start multiplying it and you can do it at a corporate level. See, so why is it that the church... The church, yeah, I'm talking about the church has to go anywhere to get funding. Why is it that? See, I remember in the book of Acts where it says there was none feeble among them and then no one lacked among them. Nobody lacked. Not one person lacked anything that they needed. Nobody went hungry. Nobody was homeless. See, I'm talking corporate stuff now. See, this is the things that God has been putting in your spirit, but every time you talk about it to somebody, they put you back to sleep. How many years God's been speaking this to you, but yet you've been laying back down saying, I can't do that. How many years God has been telling you that you need to advance his kingdom, but you come up with some excuse all because somebody else told you a no. I'm a business owner been a business owner for 15 years and one of the biggest things about business is soon as somebody tells a person no that they can't get funding they can't do this people just quit the average business shuts down after five years so if you can take a business longer than five years then you're doing something a good profitable business so here's the thing i'm challenging you God's challenging you, not me. God's challenging you that what you are hearing from him, he wants you to make sure you get it done in 2013. That's on a personal level. There are things that God is speaking to him that he's going to have the church do corporately and it got to get done in 2013. See, God will only speak to you at your level of authority. Let me, let, me, let me give you an understanding of this because some people come to, to Bishop and say, well, 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 Bishop, I think we ought to be doing this. That's not your level of authority. 
See, your level of authority is in your house or in your business that you own. See, Bishop is not going to come to your house and tell you this is what you need to do in your house. Now, he will, as a father in ministry, give you suggestions on what you need to do. But your level of authority in your house, nobody's going to come in your house and tell you what to do. So your level of authority is deemed where you have your sphere of influence. That's why he's the one. That's why the blessings flow down. But so does the revelation. The revelation that God is speaking to you, there is nobody else that can tell you that it can't be done. Now, y'all like Ella, that, that ain't what the scriptures say. The Bible says that you, there's safety in the multitude of counsel. That's right. There are people in your life who you trust. Not just anybody, people who you trust, like your pastor and others who speak wisdom. And you sit down with those people and share the vision that you feel like the Lord is giving you. Not that they're going to tell you necessarily, no, that's not what's going on. But they will give you some things that you did not think of to help shape the vision, to help move it and take it to pass. This is a time when God is telling us to wake up. See, back then, see, because it was no widespread revelation, the word of the Lord was considered to be precious. It said it was rare. Say rare. rare. When something is rare, you have a rare coin, a, a, a rare pen, or what have you, they call it precious. Matter of fact, it has high value. But when you, don't, when you have something that's commonly available, you don't deem it as rare. Matter of fact, how many times you don't seen a penny laying on the street and you walk right past it? Because it's they, they're, they're plentiful. But you saw a $100 bill sitting on the ground, what would you do? You would pick that thing up, wouldn't you? Because they're rare. It's what you place value on. And if you don't place value on God's word, then it won't work for you. If you just come into church, see, this is not church, y'all. This is, matter of fact, God is trying to tell us that you're the church. The church is where you are. The word church comes from the word, the Greek word, which root word from ecclesia. Ecclesia means called out ones. Called out to be managers and rulers in the earth. That's where we're supposed to be. That's the kingdom of God. That's where God is calling forth the kingdom of God to manifest itself. It's time to manifest the kingdom of God. I, I, you, you, you just don't know how great you are. See, matter of fact, the enemy has duped us because you're looking at me because you're saying, am I that great? Am I that powerful? You don't know how great you are. You don't know how powerful you are. I'm shaking up your mindset right now. I'm moving things around that called you to think that you're not a great people. But guess what? It only took 12 common men to turn the world upside down. How many people we got in here that can turn this whole state upside down? Let alone this county. Let alone this city. God has placed some great things in your spirit. But you got to create an atmosphere to believe that it can be done. Somebody said it couldn't be done, but he was a chuckle reply. But maybe it couldn't, but he'd be one who wouldn't say so until he tried. You don't know you can do it until you try. Don't count yourself out before you even get started. 
Only thing you got to do is hear from the Lord. God in this season is looking for somebody who has a willing ear. Your greatest asset is your ability to hear from the Lord right now. If you can hear from God directly and hear what God is truly speaking to your spirit, check it with those who are in wisdom in your life and make sure that you operate and move quickly. This is not a time to be sitting on the revelation of God. Because those who are not prepared will not survive. Those who receive the revelation and they move in the revelation of God, you're going to set yourself apart from everybody else. There are many who are going to receive revelation, a revelatory word. What's revelation? What is it that I'm saying? What is it I'm saying? I'm saying you have to take off the layers from your past that's hindering you from believing what God said about you. This is the word the Lord told me about you, not, not about, about you. This is a great house. You are a great people. And you have to come. You, see, this is why it's important for you all to understand that this is not a time for church mess. This that gossip is gone. Talking about somebody else is gone. See, how do you know something is gossip or if it's the gospel? Huh? You can tell by if the person who's coming to tell you something, if you're the person that's going to help bring the solution to the problem, then it's gospel. I'm talking Matthew 18 here. 818. I'm talking, I'm talking about if you see, if, if something's going on in the church and I go and tell Bishop, is it, is it gossip? No. Why? Because he is the one who's going to help bring the resolution and deal with the issue. But now, if something's going on in the choir and you're going to tell the usher, the head usher, that's gossip. So the first thing you got to do is kill anything in the church that's going to hinder God's flow. His flow is going to come through you. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the Lord has already told me about you. You know, the word of the Lord is forever settled in the heavens. It's already settled. You got your logos, which is your written word, which you can get, you know, just about anywhere. But that doesn't separate you from anybody. Matter of fact, even the devil knows the word. He can quote some scripture. That's not going to set you apart from anything. But what's going to set you apart is your ability to hear the rhema word. The preceding word. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that pro out of the mouth of God. So you got to know what the preceding word is. And the preceding word is going to help you flourish and go to that next level. Here's what the Lord was saying. I'm going back to my, my text, but I just want to kind of set this up. Because Eli was one who had revelation. He had revelation. Matter of fact, the reason why the Lord put him in a situation where he has to now train up another young person is because he wouldn't deal with his sons. He had revelation, but he didn't apply it. He didn't apply what the Lord was telling him. Matter of fact, it says it in, in Hosea 4 and 6. It says, my people, I'm reading from the Amplifier right now, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Yeah. 
Because you, the priest, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge. And I will also reject you that you shall not be priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Since, uh, since Eli forgot the law of God, he said, I'm going to reject your children. Hophni and Phineas. Phineas. He allowed them just to go rampant and do anything they wanted to do. He didn't bring correction. So God was raising up another leader. He, matter of fact, he was raising up another dimension. See, that was, that's the difference between a church and the kingdom. See, people who want to be religious and the kingdom of God. You got to get to a point to understand that this is your season. This is your season. This is your time. Now, how do you manifest your time? Is you got to believe it, first of all. That's the first thing. If you don't believe it's your season, then it ain't your season. If it ain't bearing witness with your spirit, then this ain't your season. Matter of fact, just go ahead and exist in time. Matter of fact, the, the, the greatest potential that you have right now will never come to pass until you believe it's your time. And it's your season. This is time for you to rise up and possess the kingdom. Somehow, you have to understand that this is a time where you have to raise up. And most people don't understand that most churches, they ain't doing anything different. Because the pastor ain't doing anything different. And that's why I love this man of God, these men of God. Why? Because they're doing something different. Matter of fact, they, they're not insane. Yeah, they're not insane. Because insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. They're doing something new. They're doing something different. They believe God is doing something in 2013. Because they're expecting something different. Matter of fact, they're doing something different because, you know, they don't fit the mold as a regular preacher. I mean, look at them. They're all fit and stuff, working out, eating right. You know, they ain't just eating greasy chicken all the time. That's what I'm talking about. They're doing something different. So if they're doing something different, we got to be doing something different. We got to be doing something different. I know I'm challenging your psyche because you're sitting there looking at me like a deer in the headlights. You're looking at me like, I don't know what he's talking about. I, 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 don't, I don't know what God said about me. So here's your time. to. That's why prayer is so important. See, prayer, I tell people all the time, prayer is not a monologue. It ain't a one-way conversation. Prayer is a dialogue. It's two-way. You say something, and then God says something back to you. Many times people cut themselves short because you in, the, in your closet talking, out, talking too much, and God just laying there like, okay. Because what you got to say ain't near as important as what God has to say. So when you stop praying and you stop talking, just sit still and let the Lord speak back to you. Because what he has to say is way more important than what you got to say. God is trying to download. See, see, some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all got to understand that you may have a dial-up connection. Some of you got a 16K modem. I'm talking IT now. 
Then some people got, you know, they got the, they, they've upgraded a little bit. They got DSL. I'm talking about your connection with God now. Some people got a high, super high speed. You got a T1 line. I'm talking to my IT people right now. We're talking in code because some people are looking at it, I don't know what are you talking about. That's the size of your connection that you have with the Lord. But the good thing about it is you can always upgrade. You don't have to keep that dial-up connection that you got with God. If you want to go to a DSL or to a T1 or to a T3, whatever you want to do, it's all in what you want to do to position yourself. If you want to stay right there where you are, that's fine. But if you, look, small pipe, small connection, small revelation. Large connection, large revelation. Let me put it in, let me put it in common vernacular. Have you ever been on your computer and you tried to download something and it took too long? And you fussing at the computer, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the computer. It's all about the connection that the computer has to the World Wide Web. So I'm talking about your connection with God. What does your connection look like? What kind of connection you have with God? Matter of fact, I want to take it a little bit further and challenge you, you know, because I'm talking about Eli and Samuel. Samuel was waking up because he got a revelation from God, but then he ran to Eli and Eli was putting people back to sleep. So which one are you doing? Are you waking people up or are you putting them back to sleep? Because don't, don't, look at the, don't look at the pastor, don't look at the bishop now and saying that it's all on him. No, it ain't. Last time I checked, we are all kings and priests. We are royal priesthood, a holy nation. So guess what? When you out on your job, when you at the grocery store, when you at the gas station, somebody's coming to you and asking for revelation. They're trying to get a connection with God. And you got words in your mouth that can bless or curse. So when you speaking to people, are you waking them up or are you putting them back to sleep? Are you keeping them in the same stuck situation that they're talking about? Or are you giving hope? Are you giving direction? Are you giving some uplift? What are you doing with the words that are in your mouth? God is giving you some powerful stuff. It's all in how you use it. Right at this moment, the Lord, I, I just got a tweet. I got a tweet. Y'all didn't know God tweets? Yeah, he just sent me a tweet. He said, don't worry. If they don't want to move and go forward, then they got to understand this, that the way my system works is you either moving forward or going backwards. There's no standing still. As my bishop would, would, would put it, he said, life is like climbing a greasy pole. You either going up or you sliding down. There ain't no standing still. So you wonder why some people can be in church for six months and seem like they far ahead, but some people can be in church 10 years and they far back. I know this, I know this is some challenging stuff. This is some challenging stuff. You know, I know you ain't jumping up and shouting about this, but I, I got to get you to understand this, that you have to get the revelation from God, but beware of the dream killers. They are out there. 
waiting for you to tell your dream. Ask Joseph. Because the minute you tell them, they're going to want to throw you in a pit. But this is something that God is challenging this body of believers right now. This body of believers is challenged to get outside of the status quo, the normal way of living. It's time for you to rise up. I remember something in Daniel. He says, now is the time for the saints of the Most High God to rise up and possess the kingdom. So I just want to make sure that you understand that as you move, as you move, God is causing you to be in a storehouse of his revelation. But he wants to know, what are you going to do with the revelation when I give it to you? Because not just for you, but that was your great-grandmother. Your great-grandfather had a vision, had a dream, and they died with that vision and dream, but it's still living on in your life. They're waiting for you to manifest it and to get it and to grasp it. But if you don't manifest it, God will say, okay, there's another generation. God ain't got nothing but time. If you don't want to do it, somebody else will. So it might as well be you. You living in this now time. Why don't you now make it manifest? Why don't you now push it out, make it come to pass? Do 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 you know how many people are waiting on you to move? Do you know the blessing that you have on your life? That it is, there are tens and thousands, hundreds of people waiting on you to move. They waiting on you because there's somebody that needs to have a, a job, but you ain't started your business yet. They waiting on you. There's somebody that wants to get into a specific field, but they can't because you ain't started your business yet. Because nobody else will give them an opportunity to be able to break in. This is about this message. That's, this this one's for you. This 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 is this, this is your mail. This is all about you. And and I, I know I know I know I heard somebody back there, somebody on that second row back there. I heard them in the spirit. They said, "But I ain't got nobody to help me." <laughs> I ain't got nobody to help me with with what. God told me to do. Oh, really? Last time I checked, you got a helper. And the helper is the Holy Spirit. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. The word helper, when you say, Jesus said, I got a helper for you. The Greek word parakletos. Parakletos. All right. See, para means one to come alongside. Or be to, be, to be close by. See, like, some of you understand, you ever been in a, in a point where you jumped off a, a, a high place and you needed a parachute? You had it strapped on your back, didn't you? Uh-huh. Some of you may have gotten sick on a job or something, and you needed a paramedic? Uh-huh. That somebody was right there by you, were you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you got to understand that there's the helper right there next to you to give you all the help you need. And he, matter of fact, he's already got it set up for you, for the people to come to help you. But since you ain't got started yet, they just sitting in the waiting. They're sitting waiting in the balance. I got some educators in here. 
some educators who, who need to start a new way of educating our youth, especially our youth. They don't learn like everybody else. They don't grasp information like everybody else. We need somebody who understands how our children receive knowledge. Everybody don't receive it the same way. Some people visual, some people auditory. It depends on how, some people are uh, uh, kinesthetic. They got to touch and feel stuff. Wake up that dream. Wake up that vision. I also heard the Lord said, there's some bankers in here. There's some bankers in here. You, you deal with money. You, 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 and, and you know, there's a time when God spoke to you, not too long ago, not too long ago, he spoke to you to help our communities so they can manage their money better. One of the greatest traps and downfalls, how much time I have? One of the greatest traps and downfalls is how, see, they don't teach that in school. You learn mathematics, you learn science, you learn history, but they don't teach you financial literacy one-on-one. -on -one. They don't teach you how to manage your money. So you got, you got athletes who are coming out of college, get millions of dollars, and they don't even know how to write a check. They don't even know how to balance a checkbook. So I just want to know. <laughs> shake your neighbor. Come on, shake him up. Say, wake up. Don't go back to sleep. Come on, wake them up. They don't need to go back to sleep. There's too many people riding on what God has put in you. There's too many people looking for what you got inside of you to make sure that they have can provide for their family. There's too many people that are waiting for you to manifest, to speak. Some, some of you, when you open up your mouth, you bring peace to people. Just hearing your voice, it brings a calmness to people. Matter of fact, that's why they call you all the time. You get wondering, why they calling me? You looking at your phone, call ID, why they calling me? They calling you because when you speak, they have peace. So when you don't answer the phone, you're denying them of their peace. You, you said it. You said, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace, of your grace. And now that he's using you, you don't want to be used that way. Right now, the body of Christ needs to decide corporately. We need to decide corporately whether we're going to be religious or we're going to be kingdom. See, religion would just keep you coming to church. See, the enemy don't care that you come and hear a word. He could care less that you have a word. But what the enemy doesn't want you to do is to wait to your destiny, what God has placed on the inside of you. He can't stand it because your, your core of your destiny is to kick the devil's tail. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And some of our seasoned saints who are in here, you, you, just, you just ain't even worried about what the devil's talking about because you know you got children that's going to kick the tail of the devil when you're gone. You got a legacy of tail-kicking, devil-chasing, demon-stomping folk in your family. Every generation, 
every generation, I'm going to leave you with these three things. I, I forgot to mention this. Yeah. A lot of this stuff that I'm just, I'm just sharing with you that the Lord has placed. Bishop Long did a message last night. And I tell you, when I say it's revelatory, it is something that will challenge you to the hilt. Let, 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 me, let me talk about my daddy for a minute. Can I talk about my daddy? Let me talk about my daddy for a minute. Because our daddy, that's right, our daddy. Let me talk about our daddy. See, many don't understand that the reason why Bishop Long went through what he went through was because he was that voice that was speaking to Samuel. He was that voice that was speaking to Samuel, and when he spoke, he woke up stuff in people. And the enemy kept getting mad. So I, had, how did, I thought I had them down. I thought I had them with cancer. I thought I had them just want to commit suicide. And these people were waking up to who they really were. And since they were waking up, the enemy didn't like it. So he said, I got to figure out how I can take him out. Right now, Bishop Long is stronger than he's ever been. The word that he's ministering, what he's putting for is stronger than he. The enemy, if he'd have known that taking him through what he took him through, that it was going to make him a stronger person, a stronger leader, a stronger kingdom anointing on his life, he would have never touched him. He would have never touched it. When I tell you people who had left new birth are now coming back. People who, 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 who still can't find it in themselves to come back yet because it was just, they know they left. They, they stream. Our streaming viewership is higher than it's ever been. And those are people who left new birth, but they know they can't find another place where they're getting their mail, so they had to stream on in. But God is doing something great. This is a message. Just get them. DVDs and CDs. Sorry, I just had to take that commercial break, which was brought to you by Jesus Christ of the living God. <laughs> Show you right. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Every generation wants to challenge the next generation. I'm going to prove it to you through music. Mm-hmm. See, 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 I know when I was coming up, my mom was challenging me, why you listen to that old rap stuff? All I hear is, because I used to have it turned up. I had to hear that 808. You know, make your hair bob. But do you know my grandmother would challenge my mother, why are you listening to that disco stuff? Why you ain't listening to James Cleveland and the Christian Airs? Why? Because every generation wants to challenge the next generation on what they're doing. So, so you're being challenged from the pre That's mainly who's putting you back to sleep. It ain't got nothing to do with, because Eli didn't mean nothing mad. He, it, it wasn't that he meant to be evil or, or a malintent on anything, but what he was doing was operating on what he normally would operate in. And God was calling for something different, but he would never move into the new dimension. So now that God is calling something different for you, you got to understand, you got to get yourself in the place where God can allow that to manifest in you. I didn't come alive until I got into the place where God was manifesting something in me that I heard a voice that I never heard before. I heard a voice. Tell you a quick testimony. I was... Yeah, I'm, a, I'm from Atlanta, born and raised in Atlanta. 
Nobody in my family had ever went to college. Nobody. I was the first one to go to college. Didn't try to go to college, so don't even, there ain't nothing to even be, you know, hyped about. I wasn't planning on going to college. I was going to go into the military. Got to the MEPS exam and failed it. For those of you, that's the medical exam, the medical portion. Did very good on the ASVAB, the technical testing part, but I failed the medical part because I had metallic objects in my body. When I played football in high school, I got three screws in my hand. They told me I got to get them out in order to get in the military. I said, no, sir. No need to do that. So I said, okay, here I am in September saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. And a friend of mine, he's sitting there waiting on me trying to figure out what I'm going to do. See, he waiting on me because I'm a leader within the people who I'm amongst, just like you are. There's somebody waiting on you to make a move. Matter of fact, they always, that's why they all, you think they being nosy. They really trying to figure out what you're doing because what you do, you, they know you've already been blessed and anointed and they're going to do the same thing. Then a, a recruiter calls me, said, you still want to get in the military? I said, I, I know. he said, we can work that out later. Let me get you in school. He got me in school in September. Y'all know school starts in August. <laughs> it's September. That's how I went to college. But then I went on and started doing some things that, that, that kind of blessed me. I, I realized that, you know what? I heard a word, a message from Bishop Long. talking about start your own business. Here I am, six months into training, when people have been there for five, ten years and scared to step out and do their own thing. Here I am at six months, stepping out, doing my own thing. Landed my first major contract, sent me to Southern California, and at that time, I was making about $80,000. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Wow. <laughs> but that was what I was making before I left to go to California. When I went to California, it tripled my salary. Why? Because I heard the voice of the Lord and I stepped out. If I had have just stayed in the boat like the rest of the disciples, I decided to walk on water. And was it scary? Oh, absolutely, because I'm married at this time. I got a little girl at this time, and, and, and I'm going through financially. So my tightness forced me out of the boat. I mean, I was owing thousands a month, and it was growing. Not just hundreds. I was owing two and 3,000 over top of what I was making. But because I heard the Lord, and I decided to be obedient, and I said, you know what? I would never, ever, even when I was going through, I wouldn't skip giving my tithe. Wouldn't do it. Couldn't stop me. Matter of fact, when I was in college, when I had a little Pell Grant money, I sent money back to the church because I knew I had to tithe. But that's why I was always walking exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask and think. So whenever I give, I know it works. Went on to have a business that was making over a million and a half revenue. And that's not because I was special. That's because I heard the voice. Wouldn't us, God is no respecter of person. He don't respect one person over another. But God is a respecter of faith. He respects faith. If you have faith enough to believe that God will perform it, he'll back you up on that thing. Do you have enough faith to believe that God will do what he said he'll do? Here are the three things... Uh, that you got to understand that will provoke you into your season. It'll push you into your season. Number one, 
you will get provoked into your season of blessing and breakthrough when you sow. When you give, it pushes you and propels you to another level of walking in the supernatural of God. Because that is an area. See, let me, let me see that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Let me tell you something. God says something. Don't skip over words. Don't skip over words because he said, I will pour you out a blessing. Pour is different from spilling. When you spill something, you didn't mean for it to go there. But when you pour, that means you was putting it in a specific spot, a specific place that you wanted to go. That's why you got to always be in place because when God's pouring, you want to be receiving. You got to know what God is doing in your life. The next one, number two, when you serve, when you serve, you are sowing seeds. It's just like giving. You are planting seeds that you want to harvest. Don't sow no seeds that you don't want. If you don't want a bad harvest, don't sow no bad seeds. Some, some of us got to understand, like I had to understand, that if, if somebody says something that you don't like, the best thing to do is be quiet. Why? Because you don't want to sow no bad seeds. See, you can think a bad thought, but don't open up your mouth and say it. Why? Because the Bible is very clear, very clear in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, so you can bring every thought into subjection. If you got a bad thought, you can bring it into subjecting and cast it out. So you want to make sure that you don't open up your mouth and say anything negative about anybody, especially these men of God. Especially these men of God. Number three, when you make a willing decision to use your faith in every opportunity that God speaks to you, these are things that creates an atmosphere. They create a, 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 a place of blessing. You remember, y'all remember this, and then I'm done because I got a different assignment. I had to lay this foundation for tonight in order for you to receive what we're going to do tomorrow night. But this has to be, this is, this is me breaking up the fallow ground, y'all. This is, this is me breaking up the fallow ground. I, I know because I can speak from experience on everything that I talked about. Why? Because I lived it. I ain't preaching. See, Bishop always tells you, you, you preach from your life. You don't preach past your life. Stay ready to keep from getting ready. You study to live. You don't study to preach. Because if you study to live, you will always have something to preach. So we have to understand that when we sow, when we give, God is allowing us to move in this supernatural blessing. And the very simple thing is you have to understand, do you want to have a John the Baptist ministry or do you want a Jesus ministry? And you may ask the question, they both are one and the same. No, they're not. A John the Baptist ministry is one who preaches but yet don't see any signs and wonders, no manifestation of power. When Jesus preached, he had power and demonstration of signs and wonders. That's, the, that's why Jesus had to tell, tell John the Baptist, he says, go tell, he told his disciples, go tell John what you see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor has a gospel preached to them. 
Why? Because he was manifesting something. This is a season of manifestation. It's not about talking. It's about manifesting, making it happen. How many of you people, you, I mean, you, you want somebody, when they tell you something, you want it to come to pass. You want to see it for yourself. It's got to happen. I want you to stand up. Stand to your feet. If you're serious about what you heard tonight, because one of the first things I understand is you have to have a willing heart. I want two, this is, this is, this is two calls, really. Number one, if you really want to walk in the trueness of what God is saying to you, what he's speaking to you, you got to be willing to sow into it. You got to be willing to give to it. The other part of that is you got to be willing to step out of your seat and walk down here because you're making a public confession that, you know what, I'm going to walk and do what the Lord has called me to do at all costs. At all costs. So if those calls are for you, I see, thank you. He heard it, he moved. He heard it, he moved. He heard it, he moved. Can you play metacrationally? That was a joke, go ahead. Just give me a little something. <laughs> because I'm believing that when we step into this place tomorrow night, it's all about what God has already done. It's, he's already done it. It's about manifestation. Do you believe that? I, that don't sound very convincing. Yes. 